All right. This is Sentimentally Ill episode 11, I believe. I'm here again with Michelle. What's going on? Lucky 11. Lucky 11. That's right. Um, And we're back again. We're talking about The Big Lebowski. That's right. Um, I don't know about you, but this is like one of my, like, de- I, at least top three, top five for sure of, of movies. Me too. Me too. Easily. Yeah. Um, I can't say it's number one, but I don't really have a number one per se. I, uh, I have like a very small DVD collection and this is one of them. There are three movies downloaded to my computer and this is one of them. Just nice. What are the other two? Uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, <laughs> we should talk about that. My real favorite movie of all time. Um, I don't know. I've I've watched that movie more times than I can count. Actually, it's, it's a classic. It's a classic, and it it holds up. It's just so beautiful. Um, and Large Marge used to scare me when oh, I was a kid. I, totally, and the the scene where the the clowns are operating on the bike and the like the when the, when the when the, the eyes pop out and it's like claymation. It, it's really creepy, yeah. Yeah, um, and when his bike gets stolen and it's like that maniacal <laughs> laughter. Oh yeah, I mean there's certain you know, but that, that's the cool thing for kids. Like even Disney, you know, you, you deal with scary stuff and death, and it's like all right, you have to embrace it as a kid too. But it's part of life. One of the sadder um, outcomes of um, this Rona was it's the 35th anniversary of the release of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And um, no way. Yeah. Paul Rubens was doing like a nationwide tour and, you know, like showing the movie in theaters and then talking, which I really wanted to go see. And that'd be cool. That was supposed to happen like early April. So, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe next year we'll we'll make it up. But, um, Fun fact. um Paul Rubens. So that was um, Tim Burton did uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, who also did Batman Returns, and he plays the Penguin's parents and his father in the very right. beginning of the movie. But I think it's is it like Debbie Harry is the wife? It's somebody else who's just like a random, you know, like really yeah, kind of, yeah. They're in for such a brief moment, but yeah. Um, but uh, we're here to talk about the Big Lebowski, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which you actually introduced me to. I can't believe that, but it definitely- I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> so many moons ago um but it, it didn't like click with me that when i watched it that first time um i, I feel like you'll you never really appreciate it when you're i'm sure we watched it in kind of a party setting where sure the- yeah <laughs> yeah a little <laughs> hazy a little hazy yeah and just you know it's one of those things that like you you, the, uh, you know i don't know how many times you've watched it but i've watched it so many times it's like i still pick up on new things and these moments and these just like you know, so it it makes sense. Like the first time you see it, you kind of go like, "Oh, that was funny," or "That was cool," but you definitely don't get it unless yeah. you're sitting there, a hundred percent focused, ready to go, which we definitely weren't. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, we're gonna we'll get into that too when we get to the the thick of it all. Um, but of course, we're gonna start out with my tidbits. Uh, let's see. Came out March sixth, nineteen ninety eight. Was a dis- disappointment at the box office. Mixed reviews, Correct. and now it's a cult favorite. I think it's it's it has like very complex plot for a comedy. Would you say? You know, and it's funny that we even call it a comedy because what is it? It's really like everything. It's it's like a mystery, like it's a, it's a <laughs> kidnapping movie. It's a western. It's like a thriller. A <laughs> yeah, it really it, it kind of defies, you know genre in a way but it, of course it's funny there's hilarious moments and just I, I think everything's funny about it J- just about i would agree um directed by the cohen brothers you're familiar with them sure am. fargo uh oh brother where art thou uh the adaptation of no country for old men which those so are kind of period pieces you know put in like a time and place and the yeah Kowalski does that early 90s la what a magical time yeah, exactly. Which is pretty, I pretty important. They say that they even say that in the beginning of the movie, um, where Sam Elliott, um, another big name, um, who pretty much plays like a, he's billed as the stranger. That's right. Yeah, because he, <laughs> what is he? But yeah, our faithful narrator. Right, and he's the one who kind of says like this. This takes place in the early '90s with the conflict with Saddam and the Iraqis. <laughs> Which lends to a lot of Walt's, you know, Vietnam flashback fodder, which is great. <laughs> more and more time, it's perfectly appropriate. But 
Yeah, the Coen Brothers are just, I mean, there's so many good, like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Raising Arizona, that's such a great movie. Or no. Or Fink. Yeah, they, they really just, so many cool movies, but The Lebowski, yeah, did not perform well. The box office was kind of like, yeah, maybe because they couldn't really define it. It's like, oh, a stoner comedy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, but some pretty big names. We got Jeff Bridges as the dude. Steve Buscemi as Donnie, and the best character, in my opinion, is uh, Walter John Goodman. That's a safe bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've I've read that he that role was specifically written for him. I could imagine that. Um, did you know that the dude though is a real person? Yeah, I did know that. Yeah. So they kind of took liberties with uh, yeah Jeff Dowd was the original dude. Jeff. That was his name. Okay. Yeah. But, um, uh, there's some other big names in this movie real quick. I mean, Julianne Moore, yep, yep. Tara Reid, uh, yeah, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers is in it as well. Yep. <laughs> um, the late Philip Seymour Hoffman great, great um, as Brand. <laughs> <laughs> so freaking funny. And then uh, you got John Turturro who played uh, uh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know that there was a – he made a movie based on Jesus? So – I actually, um, maybe I'm one of the few people that have seen that movie. It's called The Jesus Rolls. Um, I did go with my mom to the IFC Theater in New York City, and John Turturro was there. What? Yeah, which was, you know, part of the draw. It was opening weekend. Um, Pretty recent, too, within, like, the last year or two. um, I want to say, like, March, like, 8th or 9th we went. Wow. Yeah, very, very recently. So, um, it, it, it. It's the Jesus Quintana, you know, it's his character. Pederast. Oh, pederast, totally. (laughs) You get kind of the backstory about that, but it's not a big Lebowski movie. Um, Right. And to hear John Turturro talk about it, you know, he he stole a lot, not stole, lovingly adapted from a lot of like, um, sort of like French films. Um, It's very much like it's a buddy thing. It's, It's Bobby Cavanaugh as like his best friend. It's the Jesus, and I'm forgetting the the female lead, but she's this like really cute French like ingenue kind of character. Okay. And it's like starts with the Jesus leaving prison. That's like the opening. <laughs> so he, okay, you know we don't know how he, long he's been locked up, kind of what got him in that time, and they very briefly reference a few Lebowski characters, but like if you never saw the Big Lebowski, you would not know it, it's a Lebowski like spinoff at all. Okay. Yeah, I need to check it out. He mentions, oh shoot, what's his um bowling partner? I'm blanking. I don't remember the name, but I I could see the dudes in like when he's like, in my... oh, like shining the ball, but he has <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. him like in like one little scene here. Neil Liam, that's it. Neil Liam, yeah, his confidant. That's right. His number one guy. So let's let's kind of. I mean, I don't think we probably won't go through it like scene by scene, but let's kind of like start from the beginning and kind of like dissect the story a little bit. Um, because like if the dudes in the beginning, the China man and the other dude, yes, or the Asian American, I'm sorry, that's not the preferred nomenclature. Um, if they don't go to the wrong Lebowski and pissed on his rug, then the dude is never involved to begin with. That's right. He sort of has nothing to do with like what's going on, but gets dragged into it inadvertently. But what's the odds of two Jeffrey Lebowski's in Los Angeles? Yeah, exactly. Um, so the Chinaman and the uh, they gets that's the whole like <laughs> that's like his whole motivation is like getting the rug back in the very beginning. Well, yeah, I mean the dude is just you know he lives a very simple life. It, you know he wasn't expecting to get his house broken into and his rug pissed on, and you know. <laughs> this guy looked like a millionaire. It's like they're so fucking hapless. But uh, yeah, I mean, right. So, you know, big lesson right there. Like any of us can be taken on a wild journey with like one little cause of action. Right. And um, many good scenes in the bowling alley as well. When, um, especially like in the beginning when you're talking about the, the rug and he's like with a, John Goodman. Oh yeah, no, he, he's right because John Goodman's upset about the guys, and the dude really is just upset about the rug, kind of. Yeah. And then you got Donnie confused and lost. <laughs> right, Donnie's bowling. It comes I mean, back. You gotta love. I mean, the bowling's so beautiful. I love how they set it up in the opening credits with Bob Dylan. I mean, it just shows that really great, like slow motion 
you know, bold yes. and like that's just everything. And like, who wouldn't want to live a really cool, simple life bowling with your friends? Like bowling alleys are like trapped in time too, except for well, not these like newer ones you see around that are like. Right, some are like really glamorous, but yeah, um, but like there are some bowling at old school bowling alleys around still, and they still look the same. Like, or maybe like in Jersey near you, like you might still find some untapped treasures. There, there is one relatively they're pretty close by. Yeah, um, that's still like old school. I haven't bowled in a while, but I'd, I'd always be down to go. Oh, me too. That's a that's a great time. Yeah, bowling's fun. It's pretty cheap. You know, have a couple yeah. beers. That's right. And like, there's, I mean, unless they're rushing, yeah, there's no time limit. You know, just play the game. Yeah, wear some cool shoes. Wear some cool shoes. Yeah, you got to coordinate the outfit with the shoes for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Might have smelled really smoky and beery back in the day, but now we don't smoke indoors. So. Mm, right. Oh my gosh. But, um, so when he goes to, I'm kind of drawing a blank, but he goes to the, he gets a call from Mr. Lebowski, right? The uh, the rich one. Um, not at first. He goes. He susses out. He, f- he figures out that they're like looking for the other Lebowski. So he okay. he comes a call into the big Lebowski, um, and that's when you meet Philip Seymour Hoffman as Brand. <laughs> they really don't understand kind of why he's there, right? It's like you know, right. you just showed up. And he's like, you're a Lebowski, I'm a Lebowski. You know, what's it yeah. called? <laughs> and he's like, Brant told me. Right, right. Yeah, Brant told me. Yes, yes. Like, <laughs> I, Right. So, I mean, in that whole scene of Brant showing off the, the accolades of the big I was going to say, don't jump too far. That scene, yeah, with him showing the, that's the uh, little, little Lebowski achievers. We're urban achievers and proud we are of all of them. <laughs> his performance is really freaking good oh god i mean yeah if you want to look up like textbook like stiff, I, like oh, you just can't break that smiling face <laughs> and um that's when we um he doesn't get the rug back but he ends up stealing a rug from uh right 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 yeah so the meeting doesn't go as planned no the bum's lost that's right right and so yeah in like I was thinking too of all of these phrases that like keep getting repeated over and over. Like Mr. Lebowski says like bums, like a, you know, it's like a dozen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? This, this will not stand. This aggression will not stand. Yeah, start talking and talk fast. You lousy bum. It's like, <laughs> it's always the bums. And, right. And like, like the dude doesn't even know what day it is. You come in here dressed like that on a weekday. You don't go out looking for a job like that, do you? Right, right. So, like, right. So, the dude takes a rug. Yeah, take the old man told me to take any rug in the house. Without that little piece of, you know, plot line, we would have never met Maude Lebowski because she's the reason for the whole rug, you know. Exactly. Yep. And that's uh, Julianne Moore. That's right. Babelicious. Yeah, the, the, the big Lebowski's daughter. That's right. Yeah, feminist art weirdo. Visual art weirdo, yeah. <laughs> Flying naked on a <laughs> string of, you know, series of pulleys splattering paint in her studio. <laughs> and then uh, when he was walking out of the the Big Lebowski's house, we also get introduced to Tara Reed's character, Bunny. Yeah, yeah. And um, she's like, I'll suck your cock for $1,000. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Brant can't watch or he's got to pay for it. <laughs> His like laugh is so perfect too. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, buddy, you know, kind of another, well, you know, another reason for the whole story, there wouldn't be the story without her, but yeah, she's just so odd. I mean, she's like playing like what, like a 20 year old. Right, she, uh, a trophy wife, I believe they refer to her as. I mean, she's just like, you know, you've got like the Lebowski who's got, you know, all the, the Time magazine cover and the big urban achievers, but then he's got this just like bimbo, you know, yeah, cocksucker wife. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. why? You know, it could have could have gone a little classier, even just a, a touch more. But um, now he went, he went for Bunny. Right, and I think even before that, he's like talking about her and he's like so pissed off and he's like, you know, She'll she'll learn to live on her allowance, which is ample. Exactly. <laughs> She's just a pet, right? Right. Can he, Rich can, can he even have sex? You know, he's lost the use of his legs. I don't know. If, I didn't even thought of that. Right. <laughs> we know he's not a faker. 
<laughs> oh god, that's one of the most cringeworthy moments of all. <laughs> this guy's faking it. He says, "I see a lot of spinals." <laughs> this guy's faking it. Oh, Walt! <laughs> one of Walt's many foot and mouth moments. Right, and without him, like with him, a lot of the stuff just goes wrong. Um, you know, when they um, eventually meet up again and say, "Hey," like they they tell him that Bunny's been kidnapped. Right. And uh, he's to drop off the money and he brings the ringer with his right. dirty undies. Yeah. So, right. Walt's big idea was, all right, so the, the big Lebowski is going to, you know, he knows he has this idea of who's kidnapped the wife or so, you know, he gets a ransom note. The wife's been hanging out with, yeah, you mentioned Flea, the nihilist, the, you know, like German anti everybody. They're just, you know, drinking in the pool and getting. Wooly. <laughs> um, <Uli>, yeah. <laughs> She cut off a toe. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. So, right. So you've got, you know, this kind of shady elements already at the Lebowski compound. So, right. So he, you know, he, he gives the money. They're asking for a certain amount of cash. And he, he hands the dude the briefcase because, as he says, you're in the unique position to confirm or deny. <laughs> yeah, that's a livery. Right. He's like, well, we just don't know, dude. <laughs> Right, and, I, and and then you come to think, right, just all of this, like, oh, was it? Excuse me. It's all good. It's like your life. Her life is in your hands. It's like, don't say that, man. Yeah, right. Her life is in your hands. Her life is in your hands. Yeah, Philip Seymour just throws up his hands. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so right, so so Walter says, let's you know, let's keep the money that's meant for the kidnappers because right. You know, the theory of she kidnapped herself. She kidnapped herself. She's trying to extort money out of, of daddy. So, Who will benefit most? Exactly. Like, Lenin. That's right. I am the walrus. <laughs> Vladimir. <laughs> He's like, V.I. Lenin. Vladimir Ilyich Ulanov. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So they throw out a ringer for a ringer, which is uh, a case of Walter's dirty whites. Tidy whiteies. That's right. They're probably stinky too. It's like a good couple weeks worth. Oh yeah, dude, a grown man's tidy whiteies. Forget about it. Walter doesn't seem like he really cares much about his hygiene too. Very, you know, military minded. Absolutely. I mean, he he runs a security company too. You don't really get into that, but you do see it. You see like the building he comes out of when he picks him up. Thank you. I didn't know what he actually did. Yeah. It says like Sobchak Security. So yeah, I guess. Yeah, gotcha. Thank you. That you taught him something. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you know that um, it was the dude had an explanation for what he used to do or how he like you know got his income? It was like a disability claim, right? But we, well, this didn't make the movie. I, I had read oh, this okay. that okay. that he was he was supposed to be the heir of the person who created the Rubik's cube. No way! <laughs> but they just kind of said, "Nah, let's just get rid of that." Yeah. No, I, Which would, I, I would have thought like the big Lebowski had, or not the big, um, that the dude would have had, um, yeah, just some kind of like disability claim that, you know, the state paid out that afforded him his very meager lifestyle. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's what it seems like. Yeah, grab a couple dime bags here or there, get the vodka and Kahlua. Because we do learn he's laid out rent uh, I mean, oh, somewhere a, in the movie. He writes a check for milk. <laughs> 69, yes, half and half, 69 cents. That's right, Ralph. In the <laughs> That's and that's what we hear George Bush Sr. in the background, too. Like, this aggression will not stand. Right, which is a line that they totally bring up again. Because Walter says, like, we're talking about unchecked aggression here. And it's like... Yeah, like, I'm talking about drawing a line in the sand. That's right. And when, <laughs> I think even the Lebowski says it, like... Or the dude says it at the Lebowski mansion. He's like, this aggression will not stand. He's like, you know, <laughs> the parlance of his time. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, there is so many great, you know, come together moments where they just tied everything. So at this point in the movie, he's pretty much involved in the story. He fucked up the supposed plan. Right. Um, You know, the dude is is worrying. Walter's assuring him everything's cool. Yeah, he like they crashed the car and he's like, fuck it. Let's go bowling. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's a good line. Um, and then it cuts to him, like, s- cigarette in the mouth, like, standing, like, arching his back. Right, doing, like, that, like, limber yoga pose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's really... And the phone, the, like, the portable phone, which I've never seen anything like that before. That must have been just, like, very early mobile phones. I guess so, yeah. It's pretty wild. 1991. It was, okay, the movie was released in 98, but the setting was 1991. 
Like, yeah, early nineties. Yeah, so as a beeper, which like you're like, oh, the beeper was such like a brief moment in time too. Um, Oof. But uh, yeah, the, the phone is great. Oh, when it just keeps ringing, phone's ringing, dude. Thanks, stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Thanks. So, the car gets stolen. Uh, right. Oh, well, that's that's later. Oh yeah, you're right. Never mind. Yeah. So no. So they get the phone call because now they've received the ransom note. Oh no, they've received. I'm sorry, not a ransom note, but a second note with something wrapped in gauze, and it's a toe with green nail polish. So, Fucking amateurs. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you toe by three o'clock. I got you. Right, but now, now the dude is very much freaking out because he's now convinced for sure this is has to be a real kidnapping. There, he saw Bunny painting her toes that shade of green at right, the yeah. And now he's there's a pinky toe with green polish. Um, it's like whose toe is it, Walter? <laughs> <laughs> right, and, and right, whose toe is it? It's not you know who you think it is, but anyways, yeah, that gets the story now moving a little bit more towards the real heart of it all the kind of like tension and now we're meeting like new characters and the ins and outs like we meet jackie treehorn yeah this is about when um he gets knocked out listening to like bowling sounds on the floor oh my god that's so weird when maude comes in yeah i love that that's his like zen relaxation in (laughs) the bowling alley and also he has one of the best like portraits up over his bar Oh, yeah, I don't think I ever caught that. Yeah, you'll, you'll catch it next time. It's Richard Nixon bowling, and it's just... No kidding. Yeah, it's just really, like, a great picture. It kind of looks like, you know, if you've watched that 70s show, he's got, like, a Red Foreman vibe, but he's in his, like, casual, you know, bowling gear. And, uh, yeah, you know, over the dude's modest bar, which um, I like the dude's apartment. It's very minimal. Yeah, definitely. Um and Maud has like she's her main, I guess, motivation is getting her rug the rug back because yeah. it was her mother's. Correct. The rug that he took had sentimental value to Maud. Right. But um, I think she also had, you know, an ulterior motive. You know, we find out later is is to conceive a child. Right. And they never really go into why she wants to. I guess he's just like a a, a random dude that he's random i think it's that he's the perfect blend of like she can tell he's intelligent and like at least mm. an interesting man but he's going to want zero part of that child's life okay right right, right. so like she's you know she's do you like coitus right she wants to give birth to a child what is the more feminine like what else can a woman do that a man can't is birth, mm. you know what i'm saying like you need the man but the dude was the perfect kind of person to do that and she's the one who ultimately finds out that her father took money out of the uh the the little achievers program right yeah i think she's known that for a while i think like she kind of knows her father's a fraud he's you know he's still putting on these airs like he's this big deal but he's like defrauding you know corporations and shit's kind of falling down around him and probably you know bunny was kind of getting to be more of a nuisance then someone helpful and like you know it was like well did the big lebowski have a role to play in the kidnapping like you know right start wondering all these questions we also learned bunny is a porn star yes <laughs> and, then, and when they're at the uh, mods apartment what's the name of her most uh, famous log jamming yeah yeah my friend's just here taking a shower <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> and it's Uli too. That is, yeah. So Uli, yeah, the Jackie Treehorn. And then you can't forget when they were like the you know Croftwork like Neu German band in Maud's record collection. When like yes, Autobahn. Autobahn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> random. Great. Yeah. So right, they've all had like crazy lives beforehand. So yeah, right. Like why you know like we learn like okay, Jackie Treehorn produced the porno, and we you know get this whole thing, but like. Yeah, what was the Big Lebowski doing like with Treehorn and how did Bunny come into play? And then we also see like another detective who's Bunny's parents hired. <laughs> He's been following the dude around. You know what? I've never really gone and watched looking for that blue Volkswagen besides that like famous scene where he's trailing. Right. But um, I'm sure it pops up, you know, like on the street somewhere. But 
I never thought to look either, but yeah. <laughs> well, next time you have, you know, you make a drinking game out of it. Hey, it looks like it. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so right, the dude's been trailed by Bunny's parents who are following up on a missing person's case. Even though Bunny's probably left the family farm like five years ago and, you know, <laughs> has a whole new life as a porn star and married to a billionaire. Right. And it's also the, um, he also finds his car, his car gets returned. Right. Right. So yeah, the dude's car does get stolen, um, when they have the briefcase full of cash in it. And that's, um, a major part of the story too, because all of a sudden like, well, it's like, well, do they know? Uh, Like, obviously like they didn't get the money. So they're coming after the dude and Walter. Yeah. It's funny when he's talking to the cops too. And they're like, um, (laughs) what was in the briefcase? Uh, papers. Papers, business papers. What do you do for work, sir? (laughs) (laughs) And he kicks back his feet on the barca lounger. It's great. Um, I love when the cop picks up the bowling pin off the like table, which is like a little batty pipe. (laughs) Little like one hitter. It's great. Oh man. Right. Do you ever find any of these stolen cars? (laughs) Oh yeah, they got us working in shifts. (laughs) (laughs) Leads. Oh my god! Right, so I know the dude's car. I'm like, I can't believe he would own a car, but if he was going to own a car, that's the one. Rusted, falling apart, but still get you there. And when they're in the car, they find uh, this the kid's homework. Right, Larry. Larry, uh, whose yeah. father is uh, Arthur Digby Sellers. <laughs> branded. <laughs> yeah, branded. <laughs> Wrote the bulk of the series. <laughs> Right, so for you know, so okay, right, they found a homework. It's crumpled up, covered in red circles and misspelling underlinings. It's gotten a D minus, I believe. Yeah. Find, you know, Larry, and sitting outside of the seller's home is a brand new, like I don't know, with the car. Uh, I believe it's a Corvette, red Corvette. Yeah. yeah, like cherry red Corvette, sitting out front. They go, that's where the money went. Put <laughs> it on the car. So they're trying to play cool, the dude and Walter. They go pretend to be cops themselves and try to get some info out of little Larry. Little Larry, yeah. Well, the wife's like, "Are you police?" And he's like, "Oh, oh no, ma'am. We didn't want to give the impression we were police." Right. <laughs> it's just pretty much just as weird, even if they were like trying to pretend to be. Right, right, right. And, and is this your homework, Larry? <laughs> One of the best roles, which is played by Larry, he's just, he doesn't have any lines. He just holds the most amazing deadpan face all time. Right. When they're trying to berate info. And this now comes to one of my favorite scenes for a few reasons. And that's when Walt is bashing the car with a baseball bat after he doesn't have any info out of Larry. Um, this is what happens. So, have you ever had the chance to watch The Big Lebowski on like Comedy Central or cable like with commercial interruption can't say i have no i have and it is one of the most amazing things because of this scene all right so like you lose a bunch of the f words they cut out so many curse words and moments which make the people <sighs> right but this scene where walter is screaming this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass you see what yeah. <laughs> when you fuck he says that like 15 times um, That's my car, man. I just bought it last week. <laughs> this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. Changed um, <laughs> on television to this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's unreal. Isn't that great? It just makes me love it that much more. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't know. That's so crazy. <laughs> it's just a really crazy thing. And then that guy destroys uh, the dude's car. Yeah, yeah. That's a funny looking, uh, great scene too when they're just driving in the car with no windshield, like eating in and out burger. Oh my god! Yeah, the the (laughs) owner of the beautiful (laughs) brand new car has has smashed. You know, the dude's already yeah. When he gets the car back after it was stolen, right from that helpful cop, it already doesn't really work. You can't get in on the driver's side. Um, It smells like piss. People have like probably done all sorts of things to it, but yeah, now it's got no glass, <laughs> no headlights. <laughs> but yes, they go and get In and Out Burger, which I would say is worth the trip. Delicious. I've never been. I've never been to the West Coast, so really. Oh. Yep. Well, In and Out Burger, yeah, is one one magical thing there. Um, 
pretty decent fast food place and you can like customize everything to your liking so that's very nice you know nice yeah and uh so walter's actions kind of kind of set a rift between them the dude's pretty pissed at him and um not enough to like quit the bowling team or anything like that like they'll get crazy they got but um up. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> finals that's that's big because <laughs> then we you know we get to hear about the various scheduling problems for the finals like shower shops <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think was, you're not married anymore what you just suddenly stopped being jewish right right walter has converted to judaism for his now ex-wife so the dude, yeah, who, yeah, you have like an amicable split it seems well i think he's still pining away for her, at least in like you know mrs having like a woman to take care of things sure he brings her dog to the alley a little earlier in the movie um, it's a pomeranian it's a show dog dude it has papers you bored fucking it. dog has fucking papers <laughs> It's actually one of my favorite lines. Fucking dog is fucking papers. But, you know, I, I could imagine being married to Walt is not easy. It's right, like, yeah. Of anger there. <laughs> so, right. So, right. Walt is um, yeah, kind of pissing the dude off. It, things are really tense. Um, God, now what, what scene is next? Uh, so he's like working on um, like nailing down the door because he knows they're going to come after him right. for like the money and all that stuff. And um, I think he just puts a chair on the door, and it, they just walk right in. He and hammers, Jack, he hammers a giant like brick to the door and props it. Yeah, it, but he doesn't realize that his door opens in and not out, which is really <laughs> peculiar looking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like if I was when I watched that recently, I was like, oh, I never really. It's weird to see the door open that way. It's just a little slapstick moment, kind of. You're like, oh shit. Yeah, and uh, he gets summoned by Jackie Treehorn. Yeah, Jackie Treehorn knows which Lebowski you are, and he wants to be. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, then we, we get to the, the Treehorn compound, which seems like a lot of fun. Right, they're like, Top they make like a mix. makeshift trampoline out of sheets with people. It seems kind of like a bacchanal. They're all like seem very corny and drunk. <laughs> Right, yeah, and he's kind of like this Hugh Hefner-esque figure, I guess. Oh, yeah, he's so classy. Like, yeah, you got, like, Henry Mancini playing when, like, <laughs> he walks <laughs> like, plays, you know, the cocktail ready. And, um, I think it's, I don't know if it's iconic, but, like, the where he goes up to, like, write a note and walks away. So and then he writes up and scribbles to see what he what he wrote. So, right, exactly. So one of the best things, right, Jackie Treehorn makes a note. He takes a phone call and he's writing down something, <laughs> notepad, like a little notepad. So when he leaves the room, the dude does like a super detective move. And he yeah. rubs a pencil over the um, impression, which we find out is a doodle of a man with a giant cock. Just like, <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> like a little cartoon, like not cross sign with a big penis. Um which is hysterical. It's one of the like best little things. Um, but yeah, things things start going south for the dude because we now find that Jackie has drugged his white Russian. Mm. Um, yeah, and I don't know if it was with the purpose of killing him or just you know trying to shake him down. But uh, yeah, the dude has his most famous hallucination of the movie. One of the most wonderful musical numbers of all time. Oh, which uh, um, is that? Um, I just checked in to see what condition my condition was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, Kenny Rogers. It's it's. I mean, that is. If you're gonna watch, if you haven't watched The Big Lebowski and you just want to watch one little scene pop in, you know, Big Lebowski just dropped in, <laughs> or hallucination. It's so good with like the. The Valkyrie and the bowling pins. It's wonderful. Saddam's in there too. Right, because he's been poisoned basically and, uh, you know, wakes up in the middle of the road mumbling and screaming and he's in like the freeway, right? It's like running around and that's when he gets taken into the police station. Oh, right. The um, the beach community. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I've got a nice beach community and I tend to keep it that way. <laughs> you fucking fascist. Yeah. <laughs> that mug wax them man yeah right that's when the dude takes that that faded cab ride home with the uh the eagle loving driver <laughs> yeah yeah even before that too the guy's like he's like i don't like your jerk off face i don't like your jerk off name i don't like you jerk off <laughs> that's great 
but yeah, the dude's luck kind of gets turns around. And um, we also learned too that one of the nihilists, it's the nihilist toe yeah. when they're at the diner. That's right. So the right, the toe was yeah, the nihilist. One of the she's a female compatriot. They thought they were going to get the money. They were going to split a out that ranch. Where's the, yeah, where's the money, Lebowski? Catching money. <laughs> the marmot. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know it's it's really weird to like try to like think of the movie in like sequential. Like, it really is. Yeah, and which just goes to show like how many different moving parts there are. Oh yeah, it's very complex, right? Because the um, yeah, the nihilists didn't get their payout, which there wasn't really a payout to begin with. They threw a ringer for a ringer. Spoiler alert, but. Um, yeah, so there's, um, you know, the big Lebowski kept the money, and uh, the nihilists are not having it, so they drop a marmot in the dude's bath while he's yeah. smoking a clip with his Mr. Bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a bath, man. Taking a bath, oh my god. Yeah, with all the beautiful like, candles set up. <laughs> yeah, and then, right, so now, now where are we? We kind of get to a sad part, too, with the nihilists when they... They, they're out of, they walk out of the bowling alley and the car's on fire. Yep. They finally did it, dude. They killed yeah. your car. <laughs> yeah. Right, so it comes to, I mean, yeah. I'm sure we, they killed my fucking car. They have some valuable nuggets along the way, but yeah, this the end of the movie-ish is when there's a showdown between the nihilists and Walter, the dude, and Donnie. And yeah, and unfortunately, yeah. Donnie does not make it. There's some foreshadowing there, too, that like the, the last time we see him bowl, he misses a pin. Yep. Yep. And you kind of get the feeling like, oh, something's going to happen to him. Yeah, they, the Coen brothers do like a really wonderful kind of pause there. Like it just takes a breath where like the sound kind of bottoms out. And yeah, I know it's uh, Donnie, you know, I think, well, that definitely changes the dude and Waltz forever. And I sort of think, it, you know, because I mean, we don't know what really happens to them after the movie, but they seem on a better trajectory. Um, right. Um, the scene at the funeral parlor is hilarious when they're talking about the uh, the urn. Yeah, <laughs> it's our most modestly priced urn. Uh, receptacle, yeah. Receptacle. <laughs> he says he can just go down to the supermarket, and he ends up getting yeah, like a five pound thing of chocolate on that coffee. Folgers, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, Donnie. Donnie was a surfer. You know, they were gonna dump his ashes out at sea, and. <laughs> Unfortunately, mostly blowback on the dude. And that, yeah, it's a lot. quite a heart, heartwarming scene, though, too, because he's just like, Walter, look, uh, and then they hug each other and kind of like, come on, dude, let's go bowling. Yeah, I that, that to me, I'd be like, I just like would, I probably would have broken off with Walter if I was the dude. I would have been like, ah, this is it. But he maybe, I think, realizes like that's all he's got now. Like, there's right. Donnie, and there's no And we learn with the passing of Donnie, there is a new little Lebowski on the way. Right. So, I mean, right. That's what like gives the beautiful, happy ending. Cause like, right. Even if, you know, the dude has, you know, doesn't father, father, the child, he has his progeny out in the world. So there's another yeah. little Lebowski. He takes comfort in that. That's right. The dude is out there taking it easy for all us sinners. <laughs> there <laughs> we go. That. Rambling again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got a good sarsaparilla. Yeah. yeah right yeah. do you have to cuss so much the fuck are you talking about yeah that's one of my favorite scenes when uh, Sam Elliott does meet the dude so the stranger meets the dude yeah uh, they're at the bowling alley at the bar Los Angeles <laughs> I never seen a queen in her dang dundees neither <laughs> I like your style dude and I like I don't know, I don't, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam Elliott is like a like those are like the roles he he's known for, like not no, not no, the stranger, no. but like no, he definitely is. I think most like the roguish cowboy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, a few words, kind of like yeah. Yeah, a big name, a huge, probably the biggest name in the whole movie, really. Yeah, I need to watch more Sam Elliott. Like, movie I can't say I've seen much with him though. Yeah, it's it's sort of like um, kind of like a Greek tragedy in that way. There's always like the Greek chorus that kind of like is the like narrator voiceover part. And that's, you know, what his role is too. He's tying the story together. Cause otherwise, like, why would we care? How would we have known this had happened? But like, he's like, sit down and I'll tell you a tale kind of thing. It's like, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah. 
you won't believe what you hear. And there's, yeah. yeah. There's a man. <laughs> uh, so, let me see. Do you remember the first time you saw this movie? Not particularly. I'm trying to really. No, yeah. Yeah, in it. Um, I want to say maybe like by high school because I do remember. So, Anthony and I met in college, and um, I am a couple of years older than you. So, this was like one of my very early, like, freshman parties in the dorm. Nice. I hosted a Big Lebowski viewing party, and it was great. Like, we got, you know, maybe a good. 15 people in there nice yeah so i think i like broke a lot of people's you know or popped their cherry rather. um yeah. but um yeah I, I do remember just being very very intoxicated because i was also <laughs> a bartender and i was like finishing up everyone's white russians and you can't drink too many of those anthony they're they're poison really i've never had one i'm gonna i'm not really a drinker but i'm gonna have to so you could probably give it a make like a virgin one with some i would say like maybe are you a coffee guy i love coffee yeah i'd say like do like some espresso like chocolate syrup and heavy cream that's like okay. the closest you're gonna come to like consistency and flavor it's nice really, yeah, like i'm drinking as i mentioned earlier kind of a modified um what do you drink? I don't think it's on the recording though. Can you say it again? Oh sure. So I, I didn't have Kahlua. <laughs> I, I ran. I, well, I, actually, I never had Kahlua, but um, the, the classic white ration is vodka, Kahlua. I think in equal parts, and then a dash of heavy cream or half and half, okay. or kind of dairy. So I had the half and half, and I had the vodka, but I put um, Patron Cafe, which is like yeah, a sweet coffee liquor. Gotcha. And uh, it, it's doing the job. I, I if I close, my eyes, <laughs> I will really notice the difference. So. Very nice. You know, there's like like festivals for this movie and conventions, I guess. Yeah. So my mom actually went to I think the first one in New York City, and uh, her one of her many wonderful claims to fame is she sang karaoke with the real dude, which is how I the name Jeff Dowd. Yes, I think they sang Wild Horses by the Rolling Stones together. <laughs> And damn, your parents are so cool. They really are. I know. Like, I always tell <laughs> friends of mine, like, my, yeah, especially my mom, like, I'm so lame compared to, like, all the cool things they've done. Um, so it's, it's cool to be able to, like, you know, share that. But yeah, the Big Lebowski has, right. Like, so, you know, we mentioned at the top of this podcast, like, it bombed in the theaters. And the big, you know, are the, the Coen brothers had, like, so many hits. Like, Fargo was huge. And, I love Fargo, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we had a ton of big movies. Um, so I, I don't probably maybe until like almost like a decade later, you know, to, let's say 2008, like that's when like real like hype was coming up. Like, wow. this Really? Movie. Well, I mean, probably earlier than that, but I, you know what I'm thinking? Kind of like more like hype, hype, but it's like, Hey, it's this 10 year old movie that sort of flopped, but it's a masterpiece. So people, you know, I think in the era of like DVDs and now we're getting into like downloading and streaming, like now more people are seeing The Big Lebowski. Than right. Movie. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So there's a lot of movies like that, too, that like bombed and now are kind of cult favorites. Totally. Right. And like, you know, that's why I never trust like, I mean, you can trust a critic's point of view in terms of they have experience, but like you can't account for taste. So, you know, like, you know, let's say you had only ever seen The Big Lebowski that one time when we first saw it together. You might have been like, oh, it's all right. You know, like you might have said like, oh, I don't remember it, but I thought it was okay. You know, but because that would have been like your fleeing experience. And so. Yeah. It was my second viewing that like it just hit me like a sack of bricks. Where was the second time you watched? Uh, I was in my college dorm room my senior year of college. Yeah, but it just hit me like just some of the greatest dialogue ever written. <laughs> oh my god, it's a masterpiece. Yeah, it's very like Shakespearean at times. There's a lot of like really clever little like florid moments. I read there wasn't a lot of improv in it either. Like a lot of like those random like dudes and mans like were all in the script. I think yeah, they had to stick to a pretty tight script because you know it's actually a really complexly shot movie. Like, it really is. It is. It's, it's, you know, and it, there's a very cool book. Wait, I actually have it. Um, I don't know. It's like, it's called like the big Lebowski and it's just, it's like, um, oh, cool. Let me, I got to borrow that. Oh dude. Yeah. It's like a nice hardcover little. Ooh. And, um, 
I think I got it as a gift a few years ago, but um, uh, the reason I was saying it before we just talked about it, I'm sorry. That's all good? Uh, though, what you call it? The white Mexicana? Blanco? Uh, La Blanca Mexicana, yeah. <laughs> white Russian of the night. <laughs> um, uh, right, so viewing the movie, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the general kind of like, I don't know, poeticness of it. Really, it, it, you can find a treasure trove of like crazy inspirations that this movie pulled from. And, um, and a lot of, oh, about the shots. That's what we were talking about. So things like um, in the hallucination scene when like the dude's like flying like through the legs of like all those ladies dressed as the bowling pins or like when he smashes his face on the coffee table at Jackie Treehorns. Like those are actually like really complex, you know, camera shots. And there's a lot of like work that went into this movie, which um, you can appreciate too. It's very, Mm. it's just very artistic. You know, it's a great story, great writing, beautifully shot, funny, dark, touching. It, it hits it all. It really does. <laughs> I mean, right. Like name one thing. It's not the documentary of sorts. It's a, you know, right. A period piece. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean like, yeah. And like, especially near the end, it gets pretty somber, some sadness, some tragedy. You're right. Right. Um, yeah. The, the, the moment with Donnie is like the hardest. And then I think the next scene is like, it shows like the dawn, right? Like it goes all pitch black and then it just sort of like, whoop. and at that point it's sort of like they, they start to wrap the movie up and everything does end up well. Like bunny, you know, bunny was never hurt. She was away for a, you know, like a girl's weekend in Vegas. Um, Cause she comes home and crashes a car into the fountain. Yeah. <laughs> Viva Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah stripping through the house. Um, so right, so then the big Lebowski, or then I'm sorry, I always call the dude the big Lebowski. That's he's the dude, the right? Here, paraplegic, crippled, disabled, <laughs> what have you. <laughs> um, he's the big Lebowski, right? But so, he achieved nonetheless. That's right. I achieved anyway. <laughs> right, you were going to talk more about the scene with all the uh, accolades in the Lebowski house, like the Time Man of the Year. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a pretty like iconic shot right there, him looking in the mirror. Right. Yeah. So when the when the dude first comes to Lebowski Manor and Brant showing him like yeah, all these photos, there's him with the first lady, you know, the and the president and uh, She was first lady of the nation. That's right at the time. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got the photo with um about like thirty mixed race, you know, youths and those are the, the big Lebowski urban achievers, right? And proud we are of all of them. And, and, and he kind of like insinuates like oh he gets around well yeah he goes oh, racially they're, they're pretty cool right oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what he says yeah actual children uh-uh. yes yes <laughs> but yeah and then right so the famous yeah time magazine it it's a mirror with the time logo and it says like are you a lebowski achiever and the dude takes a very memorable look into that mirror <laughs> yeah because he does achieve the dude is like stand up the whole time oh yeah at the end of the day yeah well yeah what it, i mean he always was just trying to help he never was like wishing harm on anybody no nah, it's not him pacifist. oh my god speaking of pacifist one of the best i mean we didn't even talk about like the jesus like that wonderful scene in the bowling alley, which gets uh, cut out completely on TV. That whole that does it really. Yeah, the Jesus doesn't even like exist in the edited version, which is crazy. Eight-year-olds, eight um, dude. <laughs> a pederast, yeah. yeah. Oh no, dude, he did four years in Chino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that scene where he has to go around and tell all the neighbors he's moved into the neighborhood. But there's another. Uh, well, there's a, just a ton of great scenes at the bowling alley. Yeah, you can't not watch this movie. I mean, hopefully if you're listening to this podcast, you've watched the movie, right? Oh my god, yeah, you have no idea what the hell we're talking yeah, about. Be like, why would I care? But hopefully... You probably made the movie sound like more like confusing. I mean, not that it's not confusing, but there's just a lot going on. Right. At the end of the day, it's a, it's a kidnapping story. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind Basically. of... Yeah. But it's so much more. You think we'll ever see a sequel, a true sequel? Do you want one? Hell no. No, no I don't think so, no. I want a remake. No, no. Well, you know, it's just like what would have changed? We could confirm that like unless it's like, oh, like little Lebowski now is 
the protagonist mm. Emmy. But okay, you could be on something there. I don't know. I mean, I always okay. One of my other favorite movies, since we were talking about our favorite movies earlier, this is in my top like let's say eight is Zoolander. I love Zoolander. <laughs> that movie's really funny. I, yeah, it's so hysterical. But please tell me you've never seen Zoolander too. Then I never have. I do not see it. It, it, I forgot they even made a sequel, to be honest. It, so you said that. <laughs> no, please. I know now I'm like tempting fate. And now you're like, oh, I've heard about it. No, do not watch it. No. <laughs> the memory of Zoolander in your brain forever because Zoolander. It's pretty was perfect. Like, yeah. Bomb. It was, I, I, I was so excited, Anthony. Like I was waiting for this movie. You know, it's like, oh, it's finally here. And a couple years ago, I think it came out, right? Yeah, it's about five. Yeah. yeah. Likes. Um, no, so I would never really want a big Lebowski too. And I mean, that's it's kind of cool. Like the Jesus rolls is the sequel in a way. Like you kind of sure you got that extension of a, the storyline somewhat. But sounds like it was handled with you know care. That's a very it's a very touching movie. Like it's more to me. It felt more like Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Because it, it's more of like it feels like these prisoners on the run, like living off the mm. land kind of vibe. Um, versus like, you know, this sort of very structured storyline of the Big Lebowski because it's so controlled. But um, yeah, the, the the Jesus rolls is very like, it's very French feeling. It's like, they're just like hanging around, you know, stealing cars and taking long drives sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, what else is there to say? There's a lot of marijuana use in the movie. There's um, there's some substance use, yeah. Substance use. Uh, there's a lot of war talk. There's a lot of... Uh, you say war? War, yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure you said war or whore. Quar <laughs> uh, is nar. Quar is, quar is nar, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I was Good trying game. to make it fit. <laughs> I, <laughs> didn't take off like I hoped it would. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to get a hashtag going. It's original, though. Like, well, that's good. You got to give me that. I, I'll give you that. Um, so when it does explode, I'll be credited. I have I have an original hashtag, but it doesn't have. It, actually, there's like one other person now who uses it because she must have a cat with the same name. Um, my cat's name <laughs> is Martin Luther Kitty. Um, <laughs> nice. I, I MLK. Adopt him. I, I adopted him on MLK Day. Um, he is primarily black of fur and Martin just oh, there he is right there he just Martin just, yeah I like it he's the most adorable fluffy cat in the world but uh yeah, cats yeah, hashtag, rule. hashtag Martin Luther Kitty if you want to check out you know some photos of Martin very nice uh, yeah, sure uh, <laughs> but yes yeah I mean I really that didn't take off like I thought it would you know People could have been using it all over for their cats, like the liberator of, you know, cat, um, who knows. But yeah, I don't know why I started speaking about this, but um, yeah, I'm just no worries. I'm getting bummed on social media. <laughs> I'm going to do like the dude. I'm going to just live very simply with like tape deck, pot, cocktail. Um, yeah, minimalism. Minimalism is getting big. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, clearly you didn't go to college. No, I went to college. <laughs> spent most of my time occupying various, uh, you know, departments. Administration buildings. <laughs> yeah. Buildings, that's right. Uh, smoking a lot of Thai stick. Occasional Thai <laughs> stick. Yeah, which is like, um, it's like a dipped in like hash oil bamboo joint, if I'm not mistaken. Sounds I think, killer. I think there's a strain called Thai stick or like Thai... So I know you've watched The Big Lebowski recently, but I think I'm I'm about ready for another. Like I, I it, it was at a certain point where I just couldn't, you know, not that I couldn't watch it anymore, but like I was so in yeah. with new people because I'm quoting half the movie and I'm like, oh, I'm that person I hate. Shut up. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm right there with you. Right. Um, weirdly enough, like this most recent viewing I had was like the most enjoyable. Oh, I love I, like, that. I, it's been a while since I sat down and watched it. Um, and I, I've been meaning to anyway, regardless of you saying like, we, like when we decided we were going to do this, but well, yeah, it, it needs to be kind of fresh. That's why yeah. I'm a little mad at myself. Cause I'm like, oh, I could be picking up more stuff, but um, I probably haven't watched it in like six months. I'd say. It's a decently, I mean, it's a little under two hours too. So like a decently long movie. Oh yeah. It's, it's a little bit of an investment, but like, no, I, I, Again, it's uh, yeah. So, oh, right. So, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, <laughs> Lebowski, 
And uh, um, what's the third one? Um, oh shoot, it's a hair, uh, not hairspray. It's a uh, Pecker, John Waters, which like never heard of it. It's um, it's a really great movie. It's uh, Christina Ricci and Edward Furlong, like Terminator Two, Eddie Furlong, and um, it's just a really great movie. I don't know, like that to me is not one of my fave faves, but those are the three that I have. It's up there, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like it's just one of those that like I could always watch and get that warm, fuzzy feeling and kind yeah. of look into. Um, for me, uh, Jaws is a big one. Gotcha. Uh, definitely, probably top three. Definitely top five. Um, the original Alien with Sigourney Weaver. Really? I love that movie. Or the the horror suspense genre. It was a, like a horror movie in space. Yeah, the second one was like all action. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the atmosphere. I think uh, Ridley Scott. And then okay, so that what else rounds out the top movies? <sighs> I mean, if I'm thinking of my small little DVD collection, I got, I got Batman with Michael Keaton. That's the like, only one I love. With Danny Batman Pfeiffer. Returns, yep. with Michelle Pfeiffer and Dad. You know, I was Danny DeVito. Yeah, I was named after Michelle Pfeiffer. Were you really? Yeah, because my uh, my parents saw the name Michelle on a billboard and liked how it looked. Okay. <laughs> yep. So that's not like my uh, you know great grandma or anybody, but. Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> uh, I have the Star Wars trilogy, mm-hmm. uh, the prequel trilogy as well. Uh, Train Spotting. That's a good one. To- That's a great movie. Oh yeah. Um, which actually, I have an idea for a podcast I want to do. Um, every it'd be like every episode we'll talk about a different Ewan McGregor movie. Oh, for sure. And I call it Chewing McGregor. <laughs> like chewing the fat, you I know. Love it. Um, that's a great idea i remember i had a a really good friend in uh high school who was obsessed with you and mcgregor and she was a big star wars fan as well but um i i'm pretty obsessed too with him (laughs) he's done so many amazing movies um if you do velvet goldmine i call that i'm gonna be your velvet goldmine um expert which you have to see that movie it sounds like you have. i haven't seen that one okay so Uh, there's Big Fish, that's another good one. Big Fish is awesome. Um, but Velvet Goldmine, just to wrap that up, it's him and Jonathan Reese Myers starring as Iggy Pop and David Bowie. Whoa. We don't use those names, but it's their story. And yeah. It's got Christian Bale. It's got, uh, yeah, uh, who else? There's a lot of big stars, but, um, oh, it's amazing. I love, love, love Velvet Goldmine. Eddie Izzard is in it. Yeah, it's really worth a good watch. Yeah, I got to put together a list of uh, his movies and get started on that. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're going to have a podcast, you want to be at least some kind of, uh, not expert, but can hold your hold your ground. I do my best. <laughs> Isn't that what we're all just doing? Just doing my best. Just like the dude. That's right. The dude abides. The dude abides. Yeah. You say you're like the dude. That's like from a. They got that from like an old science fiction movie with the original quote is like "Earth abides" or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, I, re- I read that. I just remember. I just remembered it. Were you saying that? <laughs> yeah, it's, and that there's certain comfort in knowing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good shit. Yeah, I feel like I try to live a daily life. I have right. Yeah. I've a routine, and it's pretty simple. And but yeah, it's nice to be able to do things like you know, yeah, podcast with your friends. I think you said this last time we were together, like start a podcast, people. Find a friend. Yeah, do it. Yeah, I'll say it again. Start a podcast. Right? Like I'm trying to, you know, link up with folks. So if anybody has an idea and wants to chat, I'm here for you. Right, yeah. I want to be on a podcast, like one that's not mine. No, yeah. It's, I, <laughs> so if you're out there and you have one, get at me. I just want to be on a podcast and not have to do any work. Not that like, you know, it's not a lot of work or anything, but you know what I mean? Like you don't have to prepare, be a guest. Yeah, exactly. It's fun to be a guest. I highly recommend it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I've definitely done that for some people. I've uh, filled their bucket list of wanting to be on a podcast. So I'm happy to do that for them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Happy to have like this vehicle where people I know and really anybody else, we can just come together and, and chat. So That's what it's all about. Your, uh, Malcolm in the middle pod. What's that? Has the Malcolm in the middle podcast started or is that still waiting? Oh yeah. We are episode three came out Whoa. last week. Yeah. We're, I'm um, myself. Sorry. <laughs> That's all good. Um, 
doing pretty well play wise too. So trying to figure different ways. Like I'm not on social media, so like I'm I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get back on social media because I'm I'm working on some stuff that like I want to like promote. So I mean, right? You don't have to do anything except just have a page out there, and people can yeah, exactly. But for right now, it just makes no sense to make that page or pages, whatever. Like for now, I'm just for now, I'm just doing the work. I know it's a you know what I mean, like yeah. a mind-numbing black hole of sadness out there in the social media world. <laughs> so glad to not be a part of it. <laughs> I'm done. All right, we'll call the episode uh, episode eleven. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, seven, heaven eleven. Would you say lucky eleven? Lucky eleven. I always well, if you if you catch eleven eleven on a, a clock, you get to make a wish, but you can't say the wish out loud. But right, I always catch nine eleven on the clock. Never forget a clock. That's, <laughs> that's another one out there. I, I sometimes wake up at like three a.m. on the dot too. Really? And that kind of weirds me out a little bit. That that is a weird one. The yeah. witching hour. Yeah, like 3 a.m. That right, that is the, yeah. The blur between the, the spirit world and our world is Vail, murky. Yeah, lifted. I've been I've yeah. been catching like 5:30s lately, and I, I'm not happy about it. But also, yeah. like looking out at the sun or sunrise, and it's like really beautiful. So, you know, what is time anymore? Good God! All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks, sentimentally illers. <laughs> Keep it ill. Keep it ill. This has been Anthony and Michelle. Peace.